Hey, my name is Anna Brubaker, and I am the creator and host of Humans of Montclair, a Montclair, New Jersey-based podcast documenting the lives of citizens, businesses, and projects throughout our town. Question. During the spring and summer of last year, did you go around Wachung Plaza? Or did you pass the Montclair High School Amphitheater? Follow-up question. Did you see a group of young, talented musicians performing? as well as young people setting up shows, either in Watching Plaza or the Amphitheater, that drew in significant crowds? Chances are you stumbled upon Terry's Serendipity Cafe. Terry's Serendipity Cafe is a student-run, non-profit organization that hosts shows once a month throughout town. For the past two decades, Serendipity Cafe's goal has always been for young people to have a safe space where they can showcase their talents and artistic endeavors. I got to speak with Ed Kareen, adult advisor to Terry's Serendipity Cafe, and Tyler Grisafi, a senior at Montclair High School and a Serendipity staff member. During our conversation, I learned about the history behind Serendipity Cafe, Serendipity's philanthropic endeavors, the effect Serendipity has had on the Montclair community, and what we as Montclair residents can do to give back to Serendipity. How are you guys doing? What are your names? Um, what do you do in Montclair? And then what's one thing that you love about Montclair? My name is Tyler Grisafi. Um, I'm a senior at Montclair High School, and I help run uh, Terry Serendipity Cafe. I think. The thing that I love most about Montclair is definitely the arts here. I mean, with Montclair Film Festival every year and we have serendipity year round. I'm a part of SVPA at the high school. I run lights, I'm just coming back from that now. So definitely the rich history of the arts and the amazing community around the arts that we have in Montclair. That's definitely my favorite. And I'm Ed Kareen. Um... I'm the I'm an advisor to uh, to the Serendipity staff. I, I moved out of Montclair in uh, 2016, but uh, I'm still I'm still active in uh, Serendipity. Um, my my children were high school. Actually, my children my oldest son was 11 years old when Serendipity started in 1995, and um, uh, uh, we we went to the first Serendipity Cafe, and uh, and my my kids all really liked it, and um, went to every event they could, and then began performing, and so uh, I, I followed along first as the driver, and then um, later on I started going to staff meetings, and uh, and things happened. And I got left all of the little uh, tasks that had been assigned to adults. The thing is, it's uh, it's fun. You get to watch bands and other kinds of musicians that you ordinarily would not be able to see. And, and it's because there is a serendipity still. And so things have changed a bit in the last couple of years from the way they were when it started. We've had to adapt to that, and and it's working so far, except for when we get so far hurricanes and the creek overflows and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask the both of you about the history of Terry's Serendipity Cafe? Of course. I mean, we try and highlight the history of Serendipity as much as we can because, I mean, the values that we started Serendipity with, we still hold very dear. And it was started with a purpose. The early spring of 1995 was a terrible time in Montclair. There was there was there was a lot of bad news. For some reason, that all came down to 
let's worry about the kids. And they had an assembly at the high school and they asked the kids, um, what do you what do you need? What do you want? What what would make you feel better? And a kid named Terry Bynum Copeland stood up and said, we need a place to play music and listen to each other play music. Four or five other students stood up and said, yeah, that's that's exactly what we need. And so as a result of that, the community got together in various ways. Uh, and um, for example, they, they, at that point, the um, shelter house in Edgemont Park was used um, to keep warm during ice skating days. Um, you would go inside and, and um, they, they, actually the original floor was one of those rubber floors you can walk on with ice skates. Yeah, so it was called the shelter house because that's where that. you had your hot chocolate. And, um, and, and it's far, so the Parks Recreation and Cultural Affairs Director, Lonnie Brandon at the time, uh, became involved in, in Serendipity Cafe and he gave permission for the community to um, uh, refurbish the property, well, the house, the shelter house. And so the roof leaks and the broken windows were fixed and it was put back into use um, for, uh, for uh, performance events. We had a stage at the one end by the big windows. We actually originally did shows every two weeks, every other Friday at, uh, at, at the shelter house. And um, that's also where we held our weekly meetings. And um, so that's how it all got started. Um, the, the, one of the first bands to play was Terry's, Terry's band, which was called Bottled Up. Um, there are people that are, that are grown up and become members of the township government and so on like that, that were, that were in the class of 95 that were founding members of serendipity staff so it became impossible for us to continue doing it every two weeks the staff just was burning out so that we we rescheduled it down to one a month i just think it's so fitting for our town especially with the students involved to get together and be like hey we have a problem in town and we're students and we want to solve it or not necessarily solve it, but, you know, find a way to unite, make Montclair the community that we so strongly um, are known for. I also, like Tyler said, did not know that the Edgemont um, shelter house, which is actually down the street from me, um, was actually used for, you know, a regular skate house, which is really cool. The fact that it was refurbished for Serendipity Cafe is great. Yeah, that was um, that was part of it. it um, we regularly run events to raise money for various charities. Um, not not every single time. Um, sometimes, like we raised money for our own generator because we we foresaw that we would be uh, running the uh, serendipity in in places where there was no electric power, like out in the middle of Edgemont Park, for example, and. Um, and it was good to buy our own generator. Um, so we raised money for that, but we um, we run an annual event with the GSA where we raise money for the Alley 40 Center in New York for the um, LGBTQ. And Serendipity is also completely nonprofit. We don't make any money from this. No one does. All the money that we do get from, you know, donations on shows where we're not working for another charity is directly going back into 
making those shows possible because it does, you know, cost money to run a show. This actually follows up into my next question, which is what makes Serendipity Cafe different from any of the other performing arts endeavors in Montclair? I think one of the big things is that, I mean, we are with, you know, the exception of Ed, we are student run. Everyone in Serendipity is a high school student and we, you know, get our friends to play. We get our own bands to play. We get friends of friends to play. We, you know, we get people who we want to see play who don't just think that we're going to, you know, get money from because, you know, we have no other reason to put on these shows other than us wanting to see them. We're not trying to turn a profit. A lot of other places are not high schoolers and they're not really, you know, in touch with a lot of younger bands or, you know, maybe what's more popular. I think that's definitely it being all about youth and serendipity, I think is something that definitely separates us from a lot of other concert venues. Another charity we've donated to is Planned Parenthood and uh, emergency um, situations where there were house fires or something like that. We donated as much as we could to the, to the families that were affected. Uh, and, we've done stuff with Montclair Mutual Aid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we use our sound system when they do the um, food distributions and um, we use our sound system to help out the town as well. We run the, the sound for the Veterans Day Memorial Day and the tree lighting ceremony and those various town events. And we actually are considered as a project of the Parks, Recreation and Cultural Affairs Department. So- Oh, Ed, Skate Essex. Yeah. We did, um, during the big push to get Montclair a skate park, yeah. uh, we, helped out with them and we put on a show um, at the courts. And that was one of the big things we did over the summer was we did one of those shows. And that was a lot of fun and we love those guys. And it was really, really, that, that was a great show. I had a lot of fun with that. The Skate Essex team is incredible. They're great. Um, I think it's yeah great that you're coming together throughout the community to put on these events. It's incredible. We, we just like music and like seeing people perform music. And that's all it is. Yeah. And I think that's what it boils down to. <laughs> I think that you can connect, though. You can have just one specific thing, maybe a hobby you're into or a book you really like or for you guys, it's music or an instrument or vocals. And you can just do more than you think you can with it. When you first pick up an instrument, you don't think you're going to be playing a concert to donate all these funds to a charity. And it just becomes bigger than yourself or bigger than your hobby. And it's great, yeah. What has it been like over the past few decades to have been able to connect with so many students from that musical perspective? It's great. We have, um, we have, you know, we I run into kids who aren't kids anymore, <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, one thing I did want to say is is that many students have left, you know, graduated from high school and gone off to college and expected to find at the college they went to an organization like Serendipity putting on shows for singer-songwriters and bands and everybody else. And they, and they were all disappointed. And the only ones that, um, well, several of the ones that were really disappointed did something about it and founded groups in their in their colleges to put on live music shows and 
So that's the way they were able to continue their musical careers. But, but yeah. I think it's that Montclair effect again, where it's like, if you don't have something or you want change, it doesn't- well, Let's get started and build one, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, and especially when you're in such a program like Serendipity Cafe, that just becomes second nature to you. And with the maturity you get as being a high school student and being in Serendipity Cafe all four of those years too, or even younger than that, you know, it again, it just becomes second nature. I think it's not only is it good for entertainment purposes, but it gives you insanely good life skills. Yeah, my, my youngest son was uh, on the staff. He was nine years old. Mm -hmm. and his hair was longer than yours and uh, and he um, and the, the head of parks and recreation Lonnie Brandon said that little girl looks a little young to be on the staff of serendipity I said Lonnie that's my son <laughs> he said oh oh okay then <laughs> so you know um, we tried to 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 not have limits mm -hmm. on right the um in the beginning though we tried to think of all the rules that we needed and we had some kind of collection of 25 rules on how to behave uh at serendipity and um somebody came up with the idea that it all boiled down to respect so if you respect each other then you don't need a rule that says no smoking, <laughs> right? So that's the way we, we've, um, that's the motto we're left with is, is respect. Although we do add no phobes, right, Tyler? Yeah, of course, we do add no phobes. That's a so good rule. Definitely, <laughs> we pride ourselves on being a very, very welcoming place for any, mm -hmm. you know, gender, sexuality, race, creed religion yeah. we you know we want serendipity to be a place where people feel comfortable yeah if you're not comfortable you can't be creative in my opinion or from my experience you have limitations put on yourself if someone else is judging you and mm -hmm. when you're being judgmental i don't think you're respecting someone i think while they're two separate rules the rules go hand in hand respect and no phobes so i can totally get behind that and I also think that's a major component as to why so many students and so many citizens of this town are hooked to what you guys are doing. In the beginning, it seemed important that we were inside somewhere when we did our shows, um, but for the privacy of it, so that we could we could be respectful and no phobes, and we did it without a lot of people poking at us while we were doing it. And what we've learned in the last year, maybe two years, is we can do it outside. And we can do it in Wachung Plaza or in the high school amphitheater. And it still works. Doesn't have to be inside. And people stop by and listen and smile and, and say, this is great. What do you call this? <laughs> And that makes me feel like we're doing the right thing. Specifically, those uh, schools at those shows at the high school amphitheater. Oh, that's a um, great place. Those, those are, you know, some of the best shows I've been to, you know, point oh. like period in terms of the energy. I mean, I've, you know, you go to somewhere like Madison Square Garden and, you, you know, you have people who are sitting in seats and 
eating their $15 popcorn. And that's not a show. You know, you want to see people, you know, see their friends perform and who cares if it's too hot outside or if it's too cold outside or if the music's not loud enough or it's too loud or, you know, people are there to enjoy themselves. And that's for me and for, I hope a lot of other people, a much more enjoyable environment than, you know, sitting there with your $15 popcorn. During the pandemic, specifically that that first wave, when we all went into lockdown, everything shut down. I think it's pretty safe to say that the performing arts and music were definitely hit the hardest during concert venues. We saw Broadway shut its doors for almost a year. And yet even now, the big concerts that we see in like Madison Square Garden are only just starting to um, get back on track again. What did Serendipity Cafe as a small composite or a small composition of students and performers learn from this lockdown experience? How did you guys have to adapt to the circumstances? Well, I mean, we didn't have a show for what, six months? That's true. There was, there was a long period of time where we were still regularly having meetings over Zoom, but we were not, you know, we were not scheduling shows and we were very, very cautious and we still are extremely, extremely cautious. We thought um, they'd come up with a way of doing shows on Zoom. We did, we did. That was an idea passed around for a little bit yeah. about doing shows over Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was really, I mean, especially coming out of it, we had, that was when we first started having our shows like first like shows in like the first like six months. But I mean, we, those were social distance masks mandatory and we were, you know, very, very, very careful about those shows. Right, and that was I, before uh, any vaccines were available. We were back yes. doing that, um, just trying to be careful and distant. Mm -hmm. So there was that little break in between there and we came back and we did a show in Watching Plaza that was social distance masks mandatory. Mm. I don't remember what the turnout was like for that show. I don't think it was like too many people, but I mean, people obviously wanted music back. Right, we were surprised at, at, at seeing any people at all, but yeah. Uh, but, and yeah. We, had, we had to keep like um, uh, washing the microphones off in between yes. performers and and um we had to keep reminding the people to separate the full distance and things like that there was it was it was difficult at first trying to yeah. meet all the requirements and not get anybody sick but yeah i mean serendipity basically lived in watchung plaza for <laughs> uh, almost a year yeah i vividly remember that was you yeah. guys just, that, yeah yeah <laughs> that was the space where we felt comfortable in where we knew that it was small enough where we weren't going to have a huge amount of people but it was a central enough of an area where we could actually draw a crowd and people who wanted to be there could be there comfortably um and yeah i mean those shows were great uh sometimes drawing an audience was of course tough because of you know covid reasons but i mean that like summer of like this year spring into summer of this year we started actually building more up and getting more comfortable being in bigger spaces we did a show in edgemont park we did a show um 
we did a show at at, uh, at the courts and then we did uh like three shows in a row at the amphitheater we definitely have built up built our way back up to doing actually bigger shows since you know we first started coming back but i mean we've maintained doing shows except for that little break at the beginning we've continued to do shows pretty much every month except for last month because of the weather but i think that's the only exception yeah i think probably we were lucky because we were so wet and outdoor shows are so much more dependent on the weather than indoor shows but we'll get back indoors that will happen as far as like the watch on location goes, I think it's like the best location for outdoors because you have that little small stage front, but you also have like the location is just great. You have all these people and families coming from the park, the school, all like the coffee shops and like all around that area, especially in the summertime, it really draws a crowd. So I think as far as adapting goes, that was a pretty great place to, I guess, live for a year, as Tyler said. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. mean, being able to watch performance and then you know run into uh sunrise and get a bacon egg and cheese and then oh, come back out and watch a different Perfect. band is that's true but there's something to be said for the amphitheater though because you're in your own like world the in the amphitheater yeah. it's 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 a fantasy place it's really you I, know that brook and the and the, the bridges and the and the, you know the the overhangs i mean it's really a lovely spot it, it is. is and the people who are coming there I mean, they're both two spaces that serve very different purposes where, you know, the amphitheater, the people who you draw in at the amphitheater are there to see the show. They're not just like people passing through with their babies on their strollers and right, exactly. you know, listening to the music. The people who are there for the amphitheater shows. And those are the shows that we started like getting more back into doing night shows. Those shows, those people were there to see those acts. And that is, well, I mean, I love both environments so much. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they couldn't be more different, but I mean, I'm really, really happy that we're able to do both types of shows like that. How can students or anyone interested in getting involved with Serendipity Cafe get involved with it? Well, we have meetings every Wednesday from six to seven on Zoom now. Uh, we During warmer months, we do meet at, uh, in um, Edgemont Park. But because of the weather during the winter, we do meet on Zoom. I would absolutely recommend to follow us on Instagram um, at serendipity.cafe. That's where we post pretty much all of our serendipity news, dates for shows, any other info that needs to get out about serendipity. And just DM us, just, or if, you know, anyone's listening at the school and you see me and you know what I look like, come up and talk to me about serendipity. I, we love new members and we love for new people to get involved. And, you know, it's such a fantastic welcoming space and there's so much fantastic music that, you know, we'd love to hear. And this is, this could be about performing. It could be about being a part of staff. Even if you just like want to like carry stuff around, like, or if you want to learn how to do sound stuff, you know, we'd love to have you so there's there's room for performers there's room for techs that want to learn how to run sound systems and light systems but there's there's also room for people that are in the into the production of a music show finding and booking bands 
the presentation, what it's going to look like, finding venues. We are looking for more staff members. Serendipity Cafe has done a lot for this town. I mean, you guys started as a response to what was going on in the 90s. And that's, again, what I said was a Montclair effect kind of thing. You donate a lot, almost all your funds to charities, but you give back to the town a lot too. So what can people in Montclair do to give to you guys and to pay it forward? Just show up, I guess. Keep on coming to shows, having fun. I mean, there's, that's really all there is to it. And that's what we love is that, you know, as long as people love music and as long as there's a need for live music, you know, serendipity is going to be a thing. And if it's big, if it's bigger than it used to be, if it's smaller than it used to be like it is now, I mean, you know, we're still here and we're still making music and the shows still happen every month. Yeah. And, and, and it's not limited to music. Um, we try to find storytellers, stand-ups, uh, poets, yes. uh, any kind of spoken word kind of people um, to do a little bit of performing in there too. So we've, we've done stuff with the, um, the art club at the high school in the past. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we did stuff with the GSA in terms of craft making. We try and, you know, support, you know, as many other aspects of, you know, art as much as we can. And for people to support us, that's really all it takes. It's just showing up and having right. a good time. So, and in, in, yeah, in answer to your question, what he said, we'd like everybody to participate and that would do it. I think that every citizen here can definitely do that. Show up to at least one show. Um, is there anything that you both would like to say before we close off? I think you've heard I it mean, all. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Just, you know. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. You should be the first one to join in. All right. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I'll see. I can definitely squirm some stuff into my schedule. I do have to give you a disclaimer, though. I don't sing. and I, I'm pretty bad at most instruments. I can write, though. So that's my strong suit. Good. We always <laughs> need writers. All right. Yeah. A lot of it, you know, a lot of it, that's the great thing about serendipity is that, you know, we don't care about, you know, if you are like, you know, Mozart or if you, you know, <laughs> know of an instrument at all, you know, if mm -hmm. you love music, if you want, if you know, if you know people who play music, mm -hmm. if you just want to help book shows, I mean, that's really all it is. Yeah, no, this, it's amazing. It's deeper than just performing. It really is, you know, a Montclair rooted thing and it will always be that and absolutely it's it's incredible Definitely. I know I keep on saying that but it's really is incredible thank you very much for your time thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of humans of Montclair with Terry serendipity cafe and thank you again to Tyler and Ed for taking time out of their day to be on Humans of Montclair. If you're interested in getting involved with the Serendipity Cafe staff, visit their website at serendipitycafe.org or reach out to them on Instagram at serendipity.cafe. I also want to say thank you so much to Montclair Radio. Montclair Radio is Montclair High School's student-run radio station that showcases all Montclair High School students' podcasts and various other media projects. Humans of Montclair is Montclair Radio's flagship podcast, and the partnership has given Humans of Montclair a platform within the Montclair High School community. We're anticipating a 2022 filled with lots of new content, so be sure to keep updated on all Montclair Radio-related endeavors by following their Instagram, at Montclair Radio. 
While you're at it, support the podcast. Follow Humans of Montclair on Instagram at Humans of MTC. And check out some of our previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts or on our website, which is www.humansofmtc.com. Thank you so much for listening and Happy New Year.